Coming Out Black is recorded on unceded Aboriginal land. We wish to acknowledge and pay our respects to our elders, past, present, and extend that respect to mob listening today. My name's Matika Little. And my name's Courtney Hagen. And we're two queer Indigenous women passionate about representation for our community. We've created this podcast to share our stories and we want you to join us on the journey. You're listening to Coming Out Black. Oh my gosh, I have shivers. <laughs> we have our own music. That's what so nice. I love, again, you can't um, see this, but Courtney was just dancing to that whole thing. It was really great. <laughs> I loved it. I feel like a flash Murray with our like little upgrades. Like you just got a new mic. Yes, I did. Um, we're not recording off our, we're not recording off our phones anymore. <laughs> Oh, we're new bitches. Like, this is great. <laughs> you love to see it. Yeah, that's so that's our new intro. I absolutely adore it. Um, and I want to say a massive thank you to Neil Johnson, who is my cousin um, and is also a really fantastic uh, member of the queer community uh, and the Indigenous community and therefore a really valued member of the Coming Up Black community. And um, actually, I'll make the long story short, I met Neil and then realized he was my cousin because the person that I started dating, who is now my girlfriend and is his roommate or housemate, I should say, lived with him. And she was like, oh, this guy, he, he said he's Rajri too. And like his family's from Wagga and Griffith. And do you know him? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be related to this person. Um, and he does music and he does like heaps of really cool stuff. He's got a band. He's got um, some solo stuff as well. So we'll make sure that we tag him um, on Instagram so everyone can check out the awesome stuff that he does. And thank you so much, Neil, for putting the work into a bit of an intro theme for us. How good. And I'm not going to let you skate past the fact that you also just said that you are now dating someone and <laughs> I don't want to make a big deal of it, but I, prior to pressing record, you did answer the phone saying, Hey, baby. And I feel like I need to call you out on that. No. But, um, so just like every episode, instead of you grilling me, I'm going to grill you. So what's the go? <laughs> um, yeah, so I have a lovely girlfriend now, which is so nice. Her name is Tegan. Oops, sorry, I just said her name, but, I mean, she's not going to care. Um, I could give her a nickname, but I'm not going to. And, yeah, we've been, like, seeing each other, I don't know, three months or something now um and are now official so like that's super cute and lovely for me oh you love to see it a little holiday romance right in time for christmas right um now we both have girlfriends how cute it's insane like we started this like incredibly single like we were both just (laughs) and i was very like anti-dating anti-people and i was very into dating into people (laughs) (laughs) we've come full circle i love it (laughs) we have Actually, that leads really well into today's topic. Um, I know that we've done an episode before on relationships and we've done an episode on sex as well. Um, And everyone really, really enjoyed that. We got heaps of great feedback. So we thought we'd start season two off on a familiar note, but also, you know, leveling it up. So we're going to dive into that um, conversation a little later. But first and foremost, we took a little break to get ready for season two, didn't we, Courtney? And a lot of awesome stuff happened in that time you can fill the people in we were just going about our lives uh existing and planning Mm -hmm. season two and we both found out that we were nominated for the out for australia 30 under 30 list and we both happened to have made the list which is incredible so um 
Yeah. Oh my God. And then we were at the awards ceremony. I was asking Matika if she'd written a, you know, um, <laughs> an acceptance speech in case we won or something crazy. And then, um, yeah, lo and behold, there was a, a major category um, award and uh <laughs> Yeah, they said our names, and I think we we're both in so much shock. So much shock. We completely dropped the ball on the uh, acceptance <laughs> speech. There were some incredible speeches after us, which I was like, yep, yeah, amazing. Wish we could have done that. Um, but holy cannoli, it has been really, really cool to even be put in a list amongst many others, including Mob, who are on those, um, who's on that list, and Oh, far out. Like it's something really full circle, I feel like, um, when it comes to even my stages of coming out. Um, you know, this has been really, really cool. Um, and I'll get into this probably in another episode, but this award really was the catalyst for me to come out to my extended family. Mm. So I've just come out to my nan, my granddad, my aunties and uncles, um, and it's all gone really, really, really well to the point where I'm like, damn it, I should have said something earlier. But I'm it's so all about healing. And it's, thank you. I mean, it, it's been a huge thing um, for me for a long time, a huge worry. So I feel like um, after years of pretending to be someone else or even just hiding that that aspect of myself, I can finally go home for Christmas and, and be caught for the first time so I'm um I'm really excited about that and a, a lot of that t- was to do with with the award as well I think it's that kind of um yeah full circle for me I started this started this um podcast with you as part of my own healing from the way that coming out happened for me which wasn't great and um yeah now it's led to some incredible things the people we've been able to connect with um on this on this platform but also through those through that award ceremony as well um has been awesome and I can't wait to see all of the incredible work that everyone's doing but I'm gonna stop rambling um, <laughs> I'm just getting caught up in my emotions again oh, I'm an good. emotional gal I think that's that is really powerful court and um yeah you're right it feels like this beautiful like deep breath in and it was so unexpected for the both of us. So the award that we actually won were um, was Change Makers of the Year, which is like so insane to to have that title for 2020. Um, and I didn't believe it until they were just like, oh, two people are winning this award this year. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so great. How fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then it was us and, and like that is just so – validating to know that there are people out there who really do value the voice that we are putting out there and value um, what we are passionate about, which is creating representation for people just like us. And whether that's because um, people like Courtney had a really difficult time um, in that journey or people like me who were crazy loud about it and providing that voice. So I think it was a really validating moment of like people actually care about what we have to say and value it and think that what we're putting out is of importance. So um, that's something I think to remind ourselves and, and anyone else who sort of like has a side hustle or something that they're passionate about and creative that they're putting into the world that someone out there is actually going to really value what you're doing. Um, so that was a really awesome moment as well. Yeah, there was also something about like being put on a list with all these really cool queer people. Yeah. Um, and I'm a huge dag. Like I feel like <laughs> I've never been cool. Like like we were talking about intersectionality before, like, you know, not feeling black enough to be black or white enough to be white or or 
like I sometimes don't feel cool enough to be gay. Like I feel like <laughs> I feel like I don't have enough cool tattoos and cool hair and cool style. Like I'm just fumbling my way through life being an absolute dork. I feel like I'm the epitome of like a dog dad. Like I just no clue what I'm doing. I'm just fumbling around being an absolute goof. But like um, it's kind of cool that like I can oh, – I mean, I hope I can hang like with the crowd, but like just being put on a list with, with cool people yeah, girl, like that. We are um, the crowd now. Really, really special to me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're cool, but I'm not. So like, I feel like it's um, I can sort of just yeah, lean around you guys and um, yeah, like learn a bit from that from that end. But um, yeah, this has been really really awesome, and I really thank everyone that's come along the way and everyone that's interacting with us as well. Yeah. Um, it's been awesome to be a part of your um lives even if it's for 10 seconds or or you just you know scroll past and see something cool and, and like it that's that's great yeah absolutely um but yeah so I mean speaking of I think also you know we're talking about the new topic dating I mean I think I've also kind of grown into who I am and who I want to be as a partner and, and part of this journey has led me to somehow find an incredible relationship which has been fantastic yeah. um you know I talk about not being cool enough to be gay I think my girlfriend is probably like equally as daggy as me so it's 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 quite a it's just yeah it's very cute but um like there's something about um being in communities like this and learning how to stand up and kind of have more of a backbone when it comes to just being yourself um I think for example like she's only kind of more recently out and she's always really struggled with that and she said something to me recently that I didn't really believe because I was like well, like, dude, you're doing it all by yourself. But she said something like that. I make her feel like really empowered just to be out. And, and it sort of makes me think about how like more people in our own circles, we have that power. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I make being gay my personality trait, but I feel like I'm more explicitly out as much as possible. And I think that I'm just trying to keep creating those those spaces. And I think we should never underestimate the power to do that. Um, because that can really change other people's like feelings of safety in all the environments and almost kind of their the way that they see themselves as well because they're part of this community. So um anyway, chuffed about it. Mm-hmm. But um let's let's actually dive into the topic before everyone falls asleep. Yeah, no, oh my God, um, you stop doing that to yourself. What you have to say is very interesting. Okay. Deal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, today's topic, as we've mentioned, relationships, but kind of more specifically, actually, um, like online dating and like interesting things that have happened there. Um, so I wrote down a few questions that I thought might be interesting topics of conversation. And the first one is what I was thinking, what is the most annoying bio that you've ever read? Or like, kind of like the, Ugh, that's just a stupid bio. Why would you do that? Does one come to mind? Uh, it's just... De- yeah absolutely straight away it's always those ones it's like living life to the fullest mm-hmm. but like live laugh laugh the stupid ones who are always like wine and brunch and I'm like no no wine and brunch yeah. like yeah people like wine people like brunch don't make that your personality <laughs> yeah no, I struggle with it or even like you know here for a good time no long time yeah. kind of thing and I'm like cool like <laughs> I don't know um, or people who don't have a bio because yeah, I'm just like you. you're just here because you think you're oh, attractive no. well they're really shy I guess oh don't be a hater that's what I do because I have <gasps> no idea what to say sometimes Courtney. I just put like a I used to just put like a little emoji of like the two girls like just be like <laughs> I'm gay <laughs> or nothing <laughs> or um sometimes I'll put like 
like I'm really bad at it to be honest I've always been bad at online dating but I think it would be something like oh god I can't even think about it um actually I'm um on my housemate's Mm -hmm. online dating app profile at the moment she's kind of given me rain to look through and she makes a really good caramel slice Mm -hmm. so I've put them on the bio um like makes an incredibly good caramel slice or something like that um and then it's been a hit perfect see you're funny and boys love it people like baking (laughs) this is why you should have a bio how dare you not have one we should have gone back and like looked at um what the last ones were i think mine was something like oh like a ray of sunshine with like uh um sunflower emoji or something (gasps) something like triple cancer (laughs) i'm a sweet baby angel um Oh and people God. loved it. <laughs> Gee whiz. I am a ray of sunshine. And someone made me a playlist. I mean, yeah, of course. Someone made me a playlist said for my ray of sunshine. Oh, my God. On Spotify, yeah. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> um, okay, but on the other flip side of that, what's the best um, bio that you've seen or one that was like, damn, that's good? Uh, like I think before it was like cool. Mm-hmm. Like I remember a long time ago, I think when I first jumped on dating apps, there was one that was like, I just want milk that tastes like real milk, like, you know, from that app. <laughs> that's good. And I was like, hell yeah, that's funny as. Yeah. But now you like, get that it's, you like, have it's way too humor. overdone. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> it's like way too overdone now. And I'm just like, lame. like if I saw that now, I'd be like, ugh, like get original. But um, actually, you know, you know what I did have? Mm. Um, and I actually back it myself. I had um, big dumb bitch energy. Like that was my, <laughs> that was my oh, I thought that was great. Um, yeah, people thought it was funny. So, oh, but actually, um. you know what I did once? This girl that I had, like, um, I was sleeping with for a little while um, and she was, like, moving back to the States or something and she made a joke that we should write each other um, reviews and we could so we could put them in our bios for mm. future dating. Um, and so I wrote Amazing. her a little bio look or whatever and she sent me a screenshot that she had updated her Tinder to have my bio in it, like I'll review from previous, like da-da-da-da. Um, and that was, like, <laughs> hilarious. That's so funny. And then I oh, asked her God. to write me um, review and she wrote me, like, seven so I could pick from all of them and they were all, like, actually adorable and really cute or crazy sexual and I could never put that out in public. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That is so cool. Um, what's like, if you have a tip for anyone mm-hmm. kind of what would be the number one tip you'd give someone who uses dating apps? Hmm. Um, look on a non-serious note, I hate it when people are wearing sunglasses in every single photo. I don't trust it. You're hiding your face. Yep. <laughs> yep. Or group photos, yeah. which is really hard because like, I don't take individual photos either. So I feel like <laughs> it's weird, but um yeah because sometimes you're like which one are you like I can't yeah, actually I tell no which idea. one and you have to just like go through and work out which one they are in the groups yeah don't wear sunglasses the same people. and don't just have heaps of yeah. photos um and don't um when they just have photos of them not ever looking at the camera like it's them looking off in the distance at a cliff or them like doing the mm. site so you can see their jaw or something um at least have one mm. where you're actually looking at the camera <laughs> yeah definitely or avoid filters like the snapchat dog face oh like God, filters right? like I'm always it's always the left um for me but I think um not that you asked back but like I feel like I had a really Shady. great sort of way that I went <laughs> I feel like I had a really great way that I went about it because I just had all these photos of me with just like different dogs like I, had, like literally every photo was like me and another dog I reckon there was like out of the five photos that you can have or something I think four of them I was with the dog and and they were all different dogs 
So people would always ask, oh, like, which one's yours? Or, oh, are they all your dogs? And were none of them but your like, dog? No, nah, one of them. <laughs> um, and I would be like, oh, my God, like, yeah, it's this one. But I think, like, if you put something you're kind of passionate about, something you really love, like liking dogs is not my personality. I feel like that's also really annoying when people are like, Dogs. Oh, dogs. Like, yeah. I love dogs, obviously. But um yeah, if you put something you're passionate about, it's sort of in your photos and someone sees it, like if they're additionally passionate about it, like like that's kind of a great sort of way to, to start that initial connection. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but like I guess you just really never know. That's the thing. Like you can like meet someone that you feel like your your lives have just been like parallel yeah. and passing like ships in the night and then all of a sudden you were just supposed to meet if that makes any sense like I have an incredible story about um my girlfriend and I like how oh we're God, sort please, of weirdly please tell please <laughs> like we're weirdly connected but like not in a like a related way um because <laughs> she's she's like she's Caucasian so we're safe on that um department <laughs> but okay so it's actually quite a long story <clears throat> I'm ready so you know buckle in um so it all starts in 1868 um over 50 years ago and this is a really weird story but i'll try to keep it really like brief so there was a like the first international sporting team to ever play a sport for australia was an all but one aboriginal cricket team from like south victoria like ages away anyway and i also remind you that i'm from queensland Mm -hmm. so that team like went over to Europe. Um, they played like two months of cricket. Anyway, they snuck away. They said they were going to go fishing and then they just like necked off for like three months. <laughs> um, sorry, it ended up being like a couple of years. Anyway, incredible backbone of Australian sporting history that we don't tell a lot. Incredible. And I work in cricket. Yeah. I work I work in this sport. So part of part of my role is is telling stories about that team because um, you know, we should really celebrate the fact that um, you know, our first, you know, the backbone of sport. Australia's identity is sport and our first sporting team was Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that being the most colonial, traditionally known as the most colonial sport as well. Anyway, so there's this like really small little town in Victoria called Harrow and that's where they have this like little museum about one of the best players that played in the team. His name's Johnny Muller. And um, I work a lot in that like to with that centre to do different stuff around telling stories about the team and heaps has happened recently about it. But anyway... Um, I met my girlfriend on a dating app mm-hmm. and I had no sort of background on like cricket or any of that sort of stuff. I try to keep that really separate because I also play it and it's taking over my life, but it's amazing and I love it. <laughs> and um, when we met, we were talking about what we do and she asked me kind of like a bit more specifically what my role is. And I started talking about, you know, Indigenous engagement and, and all that sort of stuff. And then I was like, oh, but like, like one of the really cool things I'm doing at the moment is talking about this story from 1868 and I started telling her about this, mm-hmm. this team and she's like, oh, like Johnny Muller. And I was like, how uh, do you know that name, um, ma'am? And it turns out she also plays cricket. Oh, love um, that for you too. Oh, like. Cricket girl. Yeah. Um, yay. <laughs> gross. <laughs> no, don't make it sound like that. Um, um, but, yeah, anyway, so she was like, oh, like Johnny Muller. I was like, God, how on earth could you possibly know that name? She's like. Um, well, my grandparents live in a little town that has that museum. <gasps> that the po- Now, the population of that town is 99 people. Oh, my gosh. And <laughs> I was like, what? So she's like, yeah, I spent like a lot of my childhood there, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, my God, that's Big incredible. Anyways, right? So like and 
another layer of this story, which is remarkable, is that I went and told like this lady that runs the center now. I was like, oh my God, I met this girl. Like she, her grandparents like live here, blah, blah. Um, and then I started talking about like her grandfather and um, she was trying to work out like, what name it was. Anyway, the lady who runs this museum was like, that's the founder of the museum. Like, oh, he founded no that way. museum. He founded that museum. He was president. He like kept it alive. Like he put his own money into it, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? So like this whole thing is like this story is really incredible when it comes to like um, in the Indigenous community it's known quite well, but in the non-Indigenous community and mainstream cricket it's really not told. Like I didn't learn about it until I started working here mm-hmm. um, a couple of years ago and being someone who's Aboriginal who plays cricket, I should have known that my whole life yeah. but I just never have. Um, so cricket, like the national body, only really knew about it because of that museum and if we didn't know about that, we wouldn't have known the story and then if we didn't know the story, I wouldn't have really have like as much involvement yeah. work-wise. So like it's kind of shaped my job. So tell me how like two absolute strangers like you know what that is do you know what that is called Courtney? what do you call it fate that's true love <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it if you want we all know i'm a hopeless romantic oh uh, it's yeah well you wouldn't read about it but yeah it's um <laughs> it's incredible Yay. it's i can't believe it like it's such a isn't it strange yeah absolutely like, isn't it just it just gives me goosebumps when you think about it and like we talk about it now like haha yeah like random but when you hear it for the first time like it's absolutely shocking like I genuinely wouldn't have like I wouldn't be in Melbourne we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for a granddad like you know 20 yep. odd years ago if not more creating that's that awesome. museum like fate I love it yeah. can't wait for your so, wedding if that's not if that's not a plug for online dating I don't know what is but like isn't that fucking crazy that's insane and like so much better than my story. What? So my story, I also met um, my girlfriend on a dating app and this little tenacious human, I did not like her at the start. Not that I didn't like her, but like I just wasn't like super interested. Like she was just kind of there. Yeah. Um, and she was so tenacious. She was like, I know that if we meet in person, she's going to like me so much more. Like I just need to like keep pushing with this. And now look at me, hopelessly in love. It's insane. Baby. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just disgustingly as bad. You should see me. I'm awful. Like absolute cheese ball yeah right now so gross they're the most gross all right okay so on to today's sponsor i'm extremely excited to work with um not only obviously we're we talking about online dating here we've both used um lots of different online dating apps before in particular i absolutely adore bumble um and it is the sponsor of today's episode it's our very first sponsor which is incredible um and how fitting that it is an app that i am so very passionate about um actually the first time i ever used bumble was for bumble bff um it was not for dating it was because i didn't have a lot of friends (laughs) at university and i thought i would like to make some more queer friends and i used bumble to do that so bumble um, bff is like making friends they have bumble business which is all about like networking and then they also have obviously bumble date um so i was super excited at the prospect of being able to partner with bumble um on this episode and sort of share a platform that i really enjoy and of course courtney has used and has enjoyed before as well So Bumble is a dating app that is dedicated to creating an inclusive environment for its community of over 95 million users. 
Bumble has partnered with experts at organizations including GLAAD and other representatives from the LGBTQIA plus community and advocacy organizations to provide a space where people from across the gender platform can feel safe and seen. With guidance from the community, Bumble has created an extensive list of gender options for both new and existing users to choose from. When setting up their profile, users can select a binary choice or tap more options to expand the list, and your choice can be updated at any time. Users can also choose if they'd like to show their gender identity to potential matches, which appears alongside their profile badges. On Bumble, how you identify is up to you. Download Bumble today and make the first move. Great, great question though. Mm. How do you get someone to make the first move? Because I also never make the first move. I have a huge fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. However, I've overcome that by putting myself in the best position possible Mm -hmm. for them to make the first move. Or I instigate it by saying something like, you're really pretty, but I'm like scared to kiss you or something like that. That's what I, re- that's what I said to my, my girlfriend at the moment. But I was like, I'm too scared. Courtney. And then she was like, you're an idiot. But you know she didn't what? say you're an idiot, but I, I could tell it. I actually think um, on apps, I kind of just like, oh, I'm pretty and like kind of funny. Please talk to me. But I think in real life, mm-hmm. I'm like fairly confident. Like I'm pretty sure, actually, I'm 100% sure that I kissed my girlfriend first because she was freaking out and she was scared and I just did it because I'm a boss bitch. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that for you. I think I, I'm, like, I'm way too nervous. I think it definitely comes back to like fake it till you make it. Like if you are nervous, mm. just like push through and have that confidence. Like even if that is, I've definitely obviously messaged people first, um, just not a lot. And like, I don't know, I think I used to usually go for like something funny or I'd like pick out something in their profile to talk about because that's why I hate people who don't have anything in their bio because like what am I going to message like, hey, I think you're hot. No. That's not mm. interesting and that's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> but if I'm just like, oh, that like I mean, I could. <laughs> New Zealand, that looks so incredible. Like I'd love to go there. That's a good conversation starter. So maybe my recommendation for making the first move is um, pick out something from their bio and like start a conversation on that. Mm, that's a good one. I mean, like I think the um, stock standard ones are always, how's your week treating you? Mm-mm. What are you up to this weekend? I, I, I mean, never reply to those we can, messages in my We can life. expand. <laughs> we can expand we can we can you know get a little bit crafty with it but I think sometimes and I will I'll say this for myself sometimes when I want to be quirky and funny like when I actually want to be is when I'm not so like yes. it's really hard to like you just sort of have to be a little bit natural with it which is difficult right like it's really intimidating messaging someone for the first time mm-hmm. because if, if you have nothing to like together you you like what do you start the conversation with like yeah Definitely. Hey, I just I just drank some Milo. Um, <laughs> do you, do you like cold beverages? Like, what do you do? That's great. See, this is I this really is why. Like <laughs> do you like cold See, beverages? See, this is why I'm. This, this is why I'm glad I'm not single at the moment. Oh um, god. I would absolutely crumble. <laughs> um. Oh my god, I was just thinking something and I totally forgot it because that do you like cold beverages line was so good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Would you also like to dismantle the patriarchy? Like, I feel like that one's always a good you one. You have so much in common um, there. Um, yeah. That's a good one. Let's eat the rich. 
Perfect. <laughs> there's some really funny TikToks out there now about like, oh, I've remembered what I was going to say. One, there was there were some really funny TikToks out there about like eating the rich, like did it. It's really funny. But what I was going to say was actually in my bio, I always um, have like obviously that I'm passionate about um, queer and Indigenous representation, or I might like put the little Aboriginal, like the three hearts in there, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And like, what's your experience about like kind of, I don't know if you want to call it like coming out on dating apps. Like obviously they are there, they know you're like interested in women because you're on like, you're, you've matched with a female. But um, as of course, as we've said before, Indigenous people who are more pale than sort of the stereotype I've often like I've had a lot of questions about like oh um you know which family members indigenous or like oh like what percentage are you those kinds of things like have you had those experience on dating apps and have you handled those in different ways than you have in the real world um yeah that's an interesting one I think on dating apps you sort of get a little bit of time to construct your um Mm -hmm words around what what you're saying and and how you sort of like come out Mm -hmm. um black um but I think sometimes I don't necessarily do it um I used to have the it wasn't the emojis with the Aboriginal flag but it was kind of that block one you can make like with the with your keyboard I don't know how to explain it better but it's like not brackets it's like those square brackets in a in a hyphen yes and then I know zero, exactly and or mob will know exactly what you know talking, talking about, about. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I struggled but I remember doing that and actually like um sunshine my girlfriend um remember she asked me like weeks into when we were dating she's like I didn't know what that meant what does that actually mean and I was uh-huh. like oh my god bless bless you um but because when I talk about when people ask me what I do it's it's directly involved in like Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander stuff Mm -hmm. and that usually instigates a conversation about being Indigenous Mm -hmm. um but I'm finding like and I will preface unfortunately I was straight once and I was on on dating apps once I feel like those conversations have always been better um with women Mm -hmm. like women have just been like yeah cool like I've never really had like oh, like what percentage or yeah. or where does that come from or anything like that? Like maybe in real life but um, not really. Like maybe I've just picked some really good people or whatever but mm. I found like men would be like um, they probably don't even talk about it or mm. they sort of just dismiss it a little bit. So Yeah. Well, you know what I think actually? I think because you're on in an online space and you're obviously like swiping or picking people that for whatever reason you feel like you're going to connect with, we, we both have Indigenous things in our bios or had obviously, um, like whoever's swiping, they, they're probably going to have some form of like prior knowledge of culture. So it's almost like weeding out people if it's in your bio, like you're going to pick someone who hopefully is a little bit more aware. Yeah. So that's pretty good as well like a much Mm. easier way than like having to go on lots of dates face to face and then have them say something that's kind of racist or then realize they like kind of it's going to be an uphill battle of like educating them and stuff so like that's also a big plus for online dating yeah like I have this horror story of a friend who was dating this girl for ages and then she found out they were like a one nation supporter and it was nuts like yeah that's sad (laughs) like like she was always like what's your deal like sometimes like she'd be a little bit like stringent on things or Mm -hmm. a little bit hard to to talk about with things like that and um yeah then she found out that yeah super one nation supporter sort of stuff which is totally like like you know each their own politics but um it's okay to be wrong she was also in she was also indigenous um she was like "Mm, yeah better not like yeah (laughs) wow 
Yeah, they didn't last long. <laughs> yeah, to mention not. But it goes to sort of also pose the question, like, how political do you get? Mm-hmm. And obviously our existence is political in some way, shape or form, not because we make it, but because that's the way society is structured mm-hmm. and um, systematic racism affects us all daily in everything we do. So, you know, do you are you outward about it from the get-go or is it conversations you have later? Because that's a really interesting one. Do you bring it? Is it a first date topic? My Aboriginality or politics? Both. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm like same, same, right? <laughs> you can't yeah. exist in Australia today <laughs> without your culture being politicised. Um, it always goes down a huge <laughs> hole. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, like I, it's in my bio that I'm Indigenous. It's in my bio that like I'm really, um, these are core parts of my identity. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it is a first date thing because like I don't want to waste any of my time on someone who is against my community or is is against one of my core values. Like if why on earth would I want to like, oh, I want to wait and see if they're racist on the third date. No, I want to know that like straight up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm also fair. not sort of like sitting there interviewing someone being like, what are your thoughts on Australia Day or Survival Day? Like, when was the last time you yeah. wore an item of clothing that had the Southern Cross on it? Like, <laughs> um, what about you? Do you have a Southern Cross tattoo? Because <laughs> it's a it's an immediate that's out. out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're like an Olympian or something, then yeah. that's cool. But yeah, that is that is interesting. Um, speaking of mm-hmm. online dating and mm-hmm. politics, I remember meeting this um, very incredibly um, political politically minded young woman one time when I was on a dating app um I would say maybe four years ago might be a bit of a stretch and now fast forward into my day-to-day life now that I'm living um here down south in Melbourne and yourself Matika are living in Sydney somehow our worlds collided not too long (gasps) ago where you also went on a date with this um you know remarkable human being I think she's really lovely okay I would like to clarify though I did not date this right. human, but um, I slept with them, yes. Um, and did you go on a yeah. date with them? Like you went on an actual date? Yeah, we went on like a like a first date. Cute. You know, um, like like ate some vegan breakfast and kicked a footy. Nice. And like nothing happened since, but sort of stayed in contact. Yeah, we kind of like if you want to call like, oh, you stayed at my house, let's go have breakfast, a date, then like sure. <laughs> but maybe that's like but, a debate that we can have another time whether or not that counts as a date but we can also call out the fact that you know that that was like a four like you know that happened to me a long time ago mm-hmm. um you know I think I've talked to this person maybe like maybe once a year on random like social media things and then somehow some way they like they moved states they just happened to be friends of friends of yours mm-hmm. and then our paths just collided with <laughs> one human being which is really weird I remember that was so funny because I think it was like we were in a photo together like a group photo um and you were like oh my god you know this person and I was like yeah why like they're in this AFL team and like I'm friends with the people on the AFL team um and you were like that's so cool like oh she's so nice and I was like yeah like she's totally cool and I don't know if it was then that you told me oh yeah and then you were like oh yeah like we went on a date or like we made out or something like that um and I was like cool yeah awesome went on a date. um and then circumstances would have them that I did indeed end up sleeping with the person um and so but I was a good friend I messaged you the day after and I was like hey call it like bro what's up like do you remember how good of friends we are just let's have that in the front of mind first 
<laughs> and I mean, like, I think you, I think you being us being such great friends, you would also know that that would be something I did not care oh, for. Totally. I'm like, I don't like this person. I probably like didn't even hold hands. Like, where did we even get to the point? Like, yeah, where that was even going to happen when there was anything about friendship. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't care at all. But doing the classic whole, like, you know, if it's not like a relationship or, yeah. or dating, then it's like, let's be friends. Yeah. So I have so many friends like that, actually, totally. that I've had like a couple of dates with or I've slept with and now we're friends kind of thing. Yeah. Some of my best friends I've slept with like once, <laughs> yeah. like like when we met, but now we're good friends. But No, that's like, actually same um, though. I absolutely adore my friends and I've slept with half of them. But can we reflect on? <laughs> <laughs> but can we reflect on just like how small the lesbian circle yes. can be, and the way that it actually overlaps? Like I know you hear horror stories about like the way that it all intercollides and things like that, and you never really get it. And to, and I think I finally get it. Like yes, <laughs> it's just so That's strange insane that we live so far away, and you met that person when you lived in another location. That's crazy. And we're so different, Matika. Like the, uh, right? the thing is, like we're both running completely separate circles. Well, like, no, you're a, you're you're you play sport, and I hang out with girls who play sport. So, like, I can see that yeah. very easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um. Oh, anyway, something. But so, that's, that's weird. Again, given we're like sort of niching in on like obviously online dating, I every single time I'm talking to someone online, I would always be like, oh, I hate dating apps. Can we, we like, <laughs> add, like add me on Instagram? We'll talk there instead. And that's a lie, Matika. That is my elaborate plan to get this person to add me on Instagram so I can see who else from my yeah. friends list they're friends with and I can try and piece together if we've slept with the same person or not because it's important. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is. it is. I almost kind of look to do the old, like, oh, this um, this app keeps crashing. Um, can you add me on Instagram? Or, like, um, if I think they're really cool, I also hate that talking stage mm. sometimes mm-hmm. as well. Like, the whole, like, what do you do? Yeah. What are you up to this weekend and stuff? Like, sometimes I'm just like, flat out, like, you seem really cool. Do you want to grab a coffee? Like, hey, straight up. Hey, you know what that is? Making the first move. Yeah. Well, I've only really done it once and it was with my girlfriend. So Yay. That See, that's really why well. you should do it. Um, yeah, it's actually funny because I was kind of at my wit's end. I went on a couple of dates not too long ago. Um, one of them was with that didgeridoo player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it that. I'd, I'd say that, like, the cultural appropriator um, yes. slash misin- misinformed foreign visitor yes. so tourist um if you don't know what we're talking about is it was that the last episode <laughs> no i think it was like oh it's the it's the relationship episode of the last one yeah yeah of last season yeah so if you don't know what we're talking about go listen to that episode <laughs> but yeah it was like after that date and then i had another date not too long ago like not too long after like that week and this girl like booked a table because we we're in like in that middle period of the pandemic mm-hmm. she like booked a table rocked up half an hour late i was drunk as hell by this point and then like I had to carry the whole conversation it was just messy and I was just like nah I'm done with dating apps like Mm -hmm. I'm done but I already had that coffee teed up with sunshine Mm -hmm. like and I was like okay well I'll just go to this one and then I'm done you had a date with fate that's what you had (laughs) (laughs) gosh she's gonna love this episode oh she listens yeah that's cute but yeah, anyway, so dating apps uh, have been leading to some really cool um, experiences, and I have a couple of friends that I've you know made from meeting them on dating apps and stuff. Yeah. So I'm pretty thankful That's for cool. that opportunity. And 
you know, we're in a we're in a society now where we have this pandemic, which makes it even harder mm-hmm. to meet people. So I think it's absolutely a great opportunity to feel a little bit less isolated and make that human connection, even if it is online to start with. Because yeah. you know, we're all human beings, and I think um, can all feel a little bit less lonely if we have the opportunity to. So yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Um, Well, I think that's probably a really good note to finish episode one of season two on. Um, But before we do do that, of course, if you're familiar with uh, last season, you'll know that pretty much every episode we do um, a queer black excellence, which is where we highlight someone who is queer or indigenous and doing something cool or is sort of worth a shout out. And um, this season we've got both sort of going to go sort of one for one. So Courtney will have one one week, I'll have one the other week, that kind of thing. Um, so Courtney, who is your queer black excellence for this week? Um, amongst the many other, you know, queer black excellent people out there, I think we should also add just existing in this intersectional space mm. is excellence. I don't think you'd have to do anything dramatically, insanely, incredibly amazing to be talked about. I think, honestly, I'd love people to start nominating people. Um, I yeah. think my view of what's excellence is probably really different. So um, honestly, for all of us that are just existing in space and having to create our own space and create our own role models and um, make a make a safer space for ourselves and institutions and things that aren't set up for us to do, um, you know, thrive mm-hmm. and to make it better future for our next generation, you're all bloody excellent. And I'm so proud to even just be associated with the same intersectionality mm-hmm. identities as some of you. But we will call out a, like a specific individual this week. Um, mm-hmm. Also a uh, Out for Australia 30 Under 30 winner mm-hmm. um, or made the list, but then also made the um, got a major award for Student of the Year. Now I'm going to read through their Instagram bio because mm-hmm. there is so much that this individual has done. Mm-hmm. So Hayden, Hayden Moon is 100% our queer, um, queer Black Excellence um, winner. Mm-hmm. For the week, a person we're person we're acknowledging, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, pronouns are he, they, Waradri, um, brother boy, trans mask, amazing queer Irish dancer, <laughs> low vision, PhD candidate. Um, does a lot of work with Acon. Does a lot of cool, incredible work around intersectionality. Mm-hmm. Super into the Irish dancing community, which which I'm here for because like what that is <laughs> wicked. But, yeah, incredibly honoured for us to even be recognised in the same sentence or, or breath as someone like Hayden. And I think um, if we can keep celebrating what he does every day, I think we're, we're on to it. Um, but, yeah, so ch- check him out. I think um, his page is very uh, informative and educational and it's just really cool to watch Mob do incredible things that they're doing. Honestly, I'm just in awe <laughs> of um, what, what he does and I think, you know, I'm probably operating at a 1% of, of what he does. So um, good on you, Hayden. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as always, we will tag Hayden on our Instagram. Um, so head on over there at coming out black B-L-A-K and you can see um, who we've highlighted each week. Also, we'll be sharing things for community and just sort of random things um, as we do on our Instagram. And I think, Courtney, what you said before as well about the idea of people nominating people for our queer black excellence, like I would love for people either to sort of DM us on Instagram or even email us at comingoutblack at gmail and sort of highlight someone who you think is worth us giving a shout out to um, maybe write a little like little bio for them or talk about why you're nominating them to be our queer black excellence um, and we can absolutely highlight them on the podcast as well because you're right like when we say queer black excellence we don't mean someone who's out there like 
impacting 5,000 people a day. We're talking about unsung heroes and people who are in their own unique, incredible way, excellent, um, just like all of us who are mob and who are part of this community. So we would love to have some more nominations as well. And also, um, if you get the time and you have the means, please please keep donating to Ryan's fundraiser. Um, we're about two and a half K away. He's hoping to get his top surgery midway through next year. I would love to push really, really hard on this and get that by Christmas as a Christmas present mm. from us to him. It's just been announced as well that he starts his tea at the start of the year. Um, so that's really huge. So mm. if you get the opportunity um, and you want to you want to send any um, advice or congratulations or well wishes to Ryan, please pass them on to us and we will pass them on to him. I think I'm going to plan to do a follow-up interview with him as well mm. as he's going through his um, transitioning and check-in. But also I know that a lot of people are following story so i'd love to provide an opportunity to keep telling those but yeah um so please anything that you've got whether it's four dollars for a coffee or whatever um you know we've got about 1200 followers now on our instagram so i sort of think if you all have about two dollars each we're we're there so um keep pushing it keep promoting it in your own circles as well and yeah thanks for thanks for being with us and welcome to season two (laughs) 